Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood. This week, we're watching Raid, 2018 Ajay Devgan movie about an income tax officer who conducts a raid on a rich and beloved politician. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the third and last of our Movies Based on Real Life series. That's right. We're ending on a sort of uplifting one. This was based on... It's really an amalgamation of a series of raids that happened in the 80s. Because this specific raid did not actually involve violence. But it was famous because it was the longest raid ever conducted in the income tax office history. I think the real raid took like 18 hours, which is a crazy long time to be going through somebody's house. Yeah. Um, And this is just nuts. I mean, not like the U.S. government doesn't ever do raids of, I mean, I feel like when you see raids in the U.S., it tends to be more information based. Like, yeah, they're doing an investigation on you, not on your income taxes, but just on your criminal activities. It's not or seizing files. It's not people hiding gold in fake staircases yeah this was this felt like drug dealer levels of hiding treasure around your house Um, yeah and the fact that the income tax officers would be so threatened during these raids is also nuts i mean al capone was put away Mm -hmm. on income tax evasion and yet no one makes a movie about the actual raid I know, exactly. But yeah, it was a thing for a while where uh, politicians or famously these two industrialists, um, one guy owned a paper mill and the other one was a jeweler. And the raids on their factories and homes, they incited a lot of people to violence and a lot of officers got really badly hurt during those Which is nuts. I can't imagine caring enough about somebody being investigated for income tax fraud that I would ever try and hurt the person doing it. Well, I mean, you also probably can't imagine keeping, what was it, 4.2 crore in your house? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was an insane amount of money. But it shows that in India, there's still kind of relics of these little kingdoms. Yeah. There is a real mindset. Yeah, this was just a, a... local politician but he was really powerful in the area and everyone was loyal to him because he would help them financially or pull strings to get them jobs yeah he was really beloved um and actually on some level of course it's not nearly to this extent but he did make me think of a local politician here who is famously corrupt and yet fiercely defended by his base yes and when he was under investigation He had the poor people from his base giving him money. Like, it was bonkers. Yeah. That kind of thing being really common. And, again, corruption is a really big problem in India, especially in rural areas. And it's just sort of commonplace in some areas. To the point that it can be very hard for a new super honest guy. Irritatingly honest. I can't imagine... (laughs) <laughs> having a, any kind of close relationship with this guy, it would drive you insane. Uh, his wife must be a saint. 
Absolutely. But also just like, so the film opens with a scene, I think that's supposed to show like how honest he is and he's going to meet some guy and they're at a club where he can't go in with sandals, which I'm sorry, Andy has the only place in the world where you would think sandals were appropriate evening shoes. Well, and and it was so funny because they were like, you have to have shoes on. And I was like, well, he's got shoes on. And then I was like, oh, I guess those are sandals. I, yeah, but he refuses to take shoes from the guy he's meeting with who owns a shoe store. I'm like, you can't even just borrow them for well, an he, evening. He also won't let them waive the rules for him. Yeah. He's like, no, you should always be proud when you're following the rules. Because everything is a bribe. Okay, so this is also the least nuanced of the three movies. <laughs> it really is. Oh, this man. may not surprise you after hearing the opening scene. This is done in classic Bollywood, very broad strokes. Oh, man. And he said he's like the guy at the door and he's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, hey, dude, always be proud when you're following the rules. And you're like, what a nerd. <laughs> I know. I mean, I get, you're Ajay <laughs> Devgan. You look good in those suits. But good Lord. I mean, all you get from that is like, don't ever invite him to a party. It would be a nightmare. And if somebody calls. Yeah, because he won't accept he won't accept a drink from the person who's asked him hosting him to me. Yeah. This is, this because is an insufferable level of Because honesty. he's a government official and anything could be a bribe, which is true. And I can, I can understand in some ways go pulling to the extreme the other way. If bribes are so common and everywhere that you really don't want to fall into that. But yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, this is, it was a little ridiculous, but they, they wanted to show just how honest he was, which exactly. is incredibly honest. Frustratingly. Yeah. He's been moved to this district. He's been moved 49 times in, in seven years, seven years, and he's very good at his job and he conducts raids fearlessly. He's not intimidated by anyone. He's unwilling to break the rules or look the other way. So he gets wind of the local politician evading his income taxes. Yes, in a huge way. Yeah, so he investigates that and eventually conducts a raid on the house, which was also funny, the level of secrecy involved. There's somebody in the income tax office that's being bribed and tipping off all the local people about who's being investigated. Oh, yeah. So it's all hush-hush secret for the raid because he doesn't trust anyone in his own office, so he doesn't tell them until they're, like, on the road, and he sends them down the wrong way and then has them turn around and all sorts of crazy stuff. And then he conducts the raid, and the raid is most of the movie. Um, It's all the interesting bits of the movie, so we won't talk too much about this, but... It's definitely uh, inventive and not necessarily action-packed, but there is more action than you would think, mostly because there shouldn't be any action at all. Uh, Yeah. It should be a man with a spreadsheet. Exactly. And I mean, it's got a good kind of callback to Singham. Like, it kind of scratches that itch a little bit. Yeah. The super righteous... Leading man. Yeah. Putting one over on the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Who's trying to get away with stuff. Well, the villain of the movie, this politician, the actor who plays him is really good. He's able to be very nuanced, while at the same time just being supremely horrible. But he's... You can also see how he's um, a successful politician and... 
charming and beloved. And this guy's a really successful kind of B-list actor in Bollywood. Yeah, just a character actor. Yes. Yeah. He shows up in a lot of good things. And he really gets a chance to shine in this. He does. Yeah, he's got a huge part. I also love his mother. Yes. She's this very old lady who is just constantly complaining about her family. All legitimate complaints. And sometimes in those complaints, ratting out their various hiding places. And because this is India, his whole family is living with him. So not only his mother and his, well, his wife is dead, his children, but also his brothers and sisters and their wives Mm -hmm. and children. Yeah. So also to understand the magnitude of what they're talking about, when this politician tries to bribe Patnaik, he says he'll give him five locks. A lock is... 100,000 rupees. The current daily average wage for an Indian today, not in the 80s, today is 350 rupees for comparison. So they're mentioning constantly trying to find, I can't remember the numbers now, honestly, I don't know if it's 4.2 crore, but a crore is 10 million rupees. That's a lot for income tax evasion. I mean, any government would care about that. Yeah, and it shows how corrupt he was to be able to even have that much money to begin with. Right, he's just sitting on these piles of gold like a dragon. So it is a Western-ish movie. I mean, there's not singing and dancing. It's not, as we said, as nuanced as the other movies we saw. Mm-hmm. But I would still say it's a beginner-level movie. You could understand oh, it easily. Absolutely. Yeah, There's there's nothing to complicated. And it's 100% family friendly. If your kid is old enough to want to watch it, yeah. there's nothing in it that's bad. So there are some songs in this. No real dancing because Ajay Devgan does not dance. He does not like to dance. There is a banger about how you should not avoid paying your income tax. One of the first probably about that subject. I know there's a, a very l- catchy song. Yeah, I know there's a lot about how you getting away with it yeah (laughs) but this is the first one that's saying you'll get caught don't do it yeah so that was our catchy opening song yeah but it's all all mostly montage stuff so we do get the the songs but it's all montagey things where he's looking at his wife fondly a lot of it is like him and his wife and man the way they did that i thought for sure i was like surely she's not gonna be killed and she she i mean it seemed like she was going to be killed early in the movie because they did that montage. And I was oh. like, normally when they do stuff like that, it's because the wife is going to die. Of him and his wife. Yeah. So that's all the non-spoiler stuff. So we'll talk about spoilers after the interval. <laughs> Yeah, so the really interesting part is that this guy truly didn't know that all this stuff was in his house. Yeah, that's Um, quite the twist. Yeah, I mean, he's still a horrible man. Because he was wisely keeping his income tax evasion stuff in a Swiss bank account. Exactly, like a smart person in the modern 80s. But 
these idiots were just, and you know, I can imagine how easy it is to wheedle all of this stuff out of constituents and officials and everything when your brother is this insanely powerful and beloved politician. And, you know, for all they know, you are talking for him. Yeah. And he is demanding this stuff through you. And it's it seems like they were just able to get away with murder because of their connection to him. And it was it was really all of them. Yes, except the mother who didn't except really know what mother, was going on. Of course, she didn't know, but but she was really angry that no one paid for her kidney stones. I know she's like I. They're like, why are you mad? And she's like, I'm just mad because you had all this money and you still. When I got kidney stones, you were like, drink a lot of water, mom. <laughs> um, it was one of my favorite parts of the movie. So good. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because he he's not responsible for this at least instance, but he is still truly a horrible man who does try to murder a lot of people by proxy at the end. But also I think that you can see what a bad person he is by the way he treats his mother. So in the beginning, yeah. So in the beginning we see a family meal for one thing, he won't let anyone talk at the dinner table, which has to be the worst eating experience of all time. Oh my gosh. I think one guy was like past the something and he's like, I said no talking. Yeah. In the beginning, he's there's a family meal. They're all eating. He's feeling pretty confident at this point because nobody's found anything. And he's giving his mother some... Jalebi. Yeah, which is just a dessert, a very sweet dessert type item, which she can only have a little bit of because she has diabetes. So he feeds her he a little too. bite. He <laughs> does have diabetes. He eats however much he wants. But yeah. for his mother, he just gives her a little bite because she has diabetes. But, you know, he's he still treats her to some. Yeah. And then the second meal, when the raid is ongoing and a lot of stuff has been found, and he's really angry because he's figured out that somebody has told them where to look because now they're unfailingly finding everything. Right, and he's using the metaphor of, like, Lord Rom when he defeated Ravana was... Ravana was betrayed by his brother. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's what's happening here. And his mother was like, you should just apologize. Like, they found all this stuff. You need to apologize to him. Ravana should have just apologized to Lord Rom. And then he gets super angry because his ego is the big thing. Right. And so he's like, have a jalebi. And like, she's like, she forces her, her to eat it. And I was like, ooh, that's, that's elder abuse. Yeah. And so you kind of see, I mean, for one thing, for an Indian man to treat his mother that way is even worse yes. than anyone treating an old woman that way. So that's really like the ultimate evil thing that he does. Worse than trying to murder a bunch of government agents by proxy. Yeah, I mean, that, because you could say that that's out of desperation, trying to protect his family and his legacy and all this stuff, but like... Although he's pretty smug about it. He, oh gosh, he really is. But yeah, he, that, that in scene with his mother really shows truly that he is not a good person. And you also see, I mean, when he's desperate, he eventually works his way, he's trying to pull all his connections, he eventually works his way up to... Indira Gandhi. That's why they didn't show her face because she was a real politician and I'm sure they couldn't have matched her well enough. It's always like when they're trying to show, you know, Nixon or Clinton or, you know, some real life uh, president and they're like showing them from behind. (laughs) Exactly. So that was Indira Gandhi who was relatively corrupt. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I mean, you'll notice she didn't turn down his offer to do this. Right. And so she... Does try and help him, and then she calls the agent, and she's like, oh, you know, good job, but you can just 
you're done now. You can just leave it at that. And AJ Debgan cleverly is like, great, I'll just need that in writing. Yeah, just fax it to my office. Yeah, and she's it's, like, oh, never mind. It's really hard to know if this is really you, you know? And she's like, okay, sure, await my orders, and then hangs up, and she's like, I can't send that over. Yeah. That's that's too much corruption in writing. I'm not doing that. Which I thought was clever. Because it shows that even though he's a big man where he is, he's not indefeatable, especially by a federal government agent, you know? Yeah. Federal Trump state. But in the beginning, we are told by one of the agents, like, well, this guy, this guy, I can't do anything against him. He helped me get my education. He helped me get my job. He helped, he's helped my family and he will kill us straight up. That's the thing. So people keep saying this and you're, you're part of you is like, I think they really mean that, but it's hard to be sure, but they do really mean that, that he will kill them. Because that's in the end when he organizes the riot, essentially, yeah, to exactly. of the villagers. Yeah, and Ajay Devgan is like, okay, well, you don't have to go on this raid, but you're fired. And the guy's like, what? And you're like, yeah, but the thing is, if you pick and choose what you're going to do, you really, if, if you're this easily swayed, you really shouldn't be an officer of anything. Yeah, you have one job. Yeah, be impartial. We also get the actual raid stuff. We find out that they've hidden literally like gold bars and gold coins and stuff all over the house in <laughs> architectural add-ons. Yes. Columns, staircases. And also some stuff that was already there, such as the ceiling. <laughs> that, that was one of those really great scenes. That where was an amazing scene. He fires the, in order to try and scare away the officers, the corrupt guy fires a shotgun into the ceiling and gold coins pour out. And then Ajay Devgan, I thought it was a really smart way to both empty the gun for any future use. And then also, <laughs> let's just see how far this goes in the ceiling. Yeah. It's everywhere. I was impressed that the ceiling could hold up the weight of it. I know, right? <laughs> so they also show that one of the things, right before he's given the note, which is the map, which I'm like, I can't believe you didn't give this guy the map beforehand. Yeah, you know, how did you think he was going to find all this hidden stuff? Did you think he was really going to tear the house down? Because that's what they had to end up doing, basically. Yeah, I guess maybe she just wanted to know if he was serious or not. Yeah, that's true. Oh, so she leaves the note. She's secret throughout the whole thing until we find out at the end that it was... I mean, if you were if you were guessing, I thought it was relatively obvious when she tries to see him in the middle of the night, tries to yeah. talk to him, tells her husband, I was going to seduce him. And I'm like, no, you weren't. But <laughs> Exactly. Um, it was, was daughter-in-law. One yeah, of the daughters-in-law. Who was angry because she wanted to marry someone else, mm -hmm. and she was forced to marry one of his sons. Yeah. But they do go... The, the temple that they have is the temple to Lakshmi, who's the goddess of wealth. And he actually says that he's not going to... He doesn't tell anyone who his informer was, which mm -hmm. I didn't realize he knew who his informer was. I didn't either. But, but then I realized, they you know, flashbacks. the phone call at the beginning, they're like, you have to meet me right now. And I was like, okay, I guess they did meet. You uh, find out that that was actually part of the agreement, was that no one would find out until she died. Mm-hmm. Which, is, Which was interesting that his power and influence was enough that she even she didn't want anyone to know until she was dead. Because, of course, she would have to remain married to his son. Right. And he, well, and even if she didn't, he was so beloved. I mean, he got a really good riot going on his behalf. Oh, gosh, she really did. Yeah, for a while I was like, oh, no, is this, did Rose make me watch another depressing movie <laughs> with a sad ending? Where someone <laughs> dies? Yeah. He does live through it, thankfully. Yes, I was truly wishing for Singham at the end. 
Instead of him just holing up in a room. Yeah. Thinking about his wife. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not as layered of a movie as some of the other ones, but it is still a really enjoyable movie. It's kind of that classic white hat, black hat look at stuff, which is nice to watch sometimes. It is. Um, it, you know who the good guys and the bad guys are, and they manage to make the raid really compelling. Yes, they do. So we finished that series. So now we have to start a new one. Mm-hmm. And our next series is going to be, I suppose, just the most bonkers Indian movies we've seen. Yeah. Because uh, guess what? They're really fun. Yeah. So these aren't bonkers in a way where it's like, this is an insanely over-the-top movie, but I'm also kind of bored. This is bonkers in a way of like, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. Right. They're bonkers, but you can still understand them. They have a coherent plot even if it's crazy. And yeah, they're they're fun. So the first movie is Gajini. When we're watching <laughs> the Hindi movie, it was remade into Hindi, but that's the one we're going to watch with Amir Khan. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a remake of Memento by someone who heard a brief plot description of Memento and thought it sounded interesting. <laughs> yeah, it shows. It's It's two movies almost in one sandwiched together you kind of forget you're watching what what movie you're watching at times yeah but it's insane and it has some of the really iconic things of memento but it's so different and it's so crazy yeah for one thing there's no way guy pierce could have gotten that jacked and there's no way he could be that intense (laughs) no no the next movie will be Iga. This is a Telugu movie, and this is by the director of Bahubali. So, Ooh, yes. I mean, this one is both bonkers and super good. It's really a good movie. It's about a man who is murdered, mm-hmm. most foul. Most foul. <laughs> and is reincarnated as a fly to get his revenge. Yep. So already you can see that this is a premise well worth watching. Before you ask, there is a fly training montage. (laughs) Yes. And a love interest for said fly. Yes. The next one will be a movie and its sequel. So it's two movies, uh, Inthiron and 2.0. These are Tamil movies. I think you'll find that a lot of the craziest Indian movies are South Indian. So <laughs> yes, they something to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, this is by a gentleman named S. Shankar. All of his movies that I've seen are bonkers and over the top. And they make bank, man. They do. And this stars a huge actor. Yes. If you're wondering to yourself, why is this 60-year-old man playing the lead in this action movie and his love interest is Ashwarya Rai... That is why he's the Tom Cruise of do you Tamil wanna, movies. Yeah. Do you want to give his name an attempt? Rajnikanth? We'll, we'll go with that. That's how I say it. Yeah. <laughs> the first one is about a scientist who creates a robot that looks exactly like him. Yes, he creates a double role for himself. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, you know, hijinks ensue. I mean, not hijinks, but... There's an evil robot that also looks like him. It gets complicated and long. Yeah, there's a chip that turns the robot evil. It's very... Yeah. And then 2.0, which is the sequel, is... It has Akshay Kumar and his bird-shaped powers. It's a phrase that will never leave my brain. (laughs) That is how his role is described 
in the movie summary, Akshay Kumar and his bird-shaped powers, and they truly are bird-shaped. It, it, it's surprisingly accurate. Yeah. You think it's just a bad translation, it's but... It's not. Yeah. The last movie is called I, just capital I, the letter. The letter. That's it. Which makes it a little tricky. A little tricky to look up. Right. It's also by S. Shankar, though. And honestly, it's even crazier than In Theron and 2.0. It's truly the craziest movie I've ever seen in my life, which is saying a lot because I watch so many movies and it's rare that I turn one off for being too bad. And again, this wasn't... This no wasn't, one should ever turn this off. No, you should turn this off. Insane. It was so fun. It's bonkers again, but... Right. Yeah. It's about a bodybuilder who... The, okay, can I just add, <laughs> one of the slimmest bodybuilders you'll ever see, but he's aiming he's for a bantamweight, Mr. I yeah, guess. Mr. Tamil Nadu. Uh, yeah, so he gets injected with something that turns him into a hideous monster, and it's ultimately a revenge it's movie. It's a revenge But again, movie. this is a movie that's so crazy, it defies a short description. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, but one of the best music videos for a, a song that was just... Really an item number, I would almost say. it's it, They relate it to the plot, but it's not the characters. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait until we get to I. I'm so sad that it's last. <laughs> Me too. Oh man. It's just so weird. Okay, so <laughs> that's our next series then. So next time will be Gajini. So that is available for rental on like iTunes and Voodoo, I think. It's also available through Netflix DVD, mm-hmm. if anyone has that, <laughs> or if I'm just the only one, that's yeah. fine too. <laughs> you and like five other people. Exactly. So we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood. For more of An American's Guide to Bollywood, go to guidetobollywood.com. To contact us, write us at moreismorepodcast at gmail.com.